Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Combos Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today, we are talking again with my former roommate, good friend, Carissa Schweitzer. I'm sure like 90% of you are familiar with her already because she's been on this podcast twice. Um, She's also an amazing athlete, professional runner for Nike and Bowerman Track Club, is on the comeback train after the Olympics last year and had to undergo surgery on her Achilles. So she's been making comeback. She just ran, I think, four flat in the 1500 this past weekend, crushing a big elite field by a huge margin. So today we just get into a lot of different things about today's episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Quick little shout out before we get into today's episode for one of our amazing sponsors, Green Chef. Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company that makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or you're just looking to eat more balanced meals like me, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Right now, you can go to greenchef.com slash coldbrew130 and use code coldbrew130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. That is greenchef.com slash coldbrew130 and use code coldbrew130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Now let's get straight into today's episode with Carissa. Carissa, back on the podcast again. Because yes. we haven't talked for enough hours on this public podcast. So you had to come I on. Give people what they want. I know. I mean, people are always excited for you to come on. So <laughs> thanks for joining us again this lovely Wednesday afternoon. Woo. How are you? What's up? Good. Just got done running and lifting. So and then gonna run again. So yep. <laughs> this is a taco salad. Um, that she showed me earlier. So if you hear her eating, um, please don't mind. All right. Pro runners got to fuel up. So I don't want to, I don't want to keep her, um, muscles from recovering. So, oh yes. <laughs> okay. Well, if someone, you know, doesn't know who you are, which would be shocking for so many reasons, do you want to just give us a little quick rundown of who you are, what you're about? Oh, yay. <laughs> um, so I, from Iowa and I ran at the University of Missouri and then about three-ish years ago oh I think almost four now um I know (laughs) moved out to Portland and joined the Bowerman Track Club isn't it kind of crazy how fast time has gone since then it's kind of disturbing to Um, me yes I can't believe I almost said four years (laughs) oh my gosh four years ah Do you feel my old? senior year at Bowerman? <laughs> Stop. You'd be graduating. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> do you feel still feel um young or do you feel older now? I definitely feel older than when I first joined the team. I feel like when I first joined the team, there's a lot of like older people on the team, and I definitely felt like a bit of a noob. <laughs> but now it's just like kind of like I know the routine. And um, I feel like a lot of us, well, a lot of us on the team have been on the team for a while. So we have a good dynamic there. Yeah, I was gonna say, have any like new people joined? Like, are there any younger people, or is it just kind of? Yeah, it's just. Well, we have Andrea, so um, that's our Canadian, and <laughs> she's definitely like fit in very well and has learned the ropes really fast. So it's yeah. not like we haven't had like a fresh out of college um, person join in a while. Do you know if you're gonna have one here soon? Potentially, I hope mm-hmm. next year. <laughs> Do people like come on visits? Like, is that how it works? People just, you get put up in a hotel and you just go visit? I feel like lately that is kind of how it's been working. In the past, I know like a lot of people just kind of like you commit without really going to the place, but you kind of like talk on the phone with people. 
um, I was lucky and was able to actually have like a visit at Bowerman and then um, had like a couple other places, but yeah, it's kind of a scary idea because you're just like talking on the phone and you're just like, well, I might live there and I don't, I don't really know anything about it. Ah, that's like your job, but it's also your life. Ah, yeah. ew, that's like recruiting for college all over again. It really is. But yeah, it just seems like to the next level. Well, do you think you made the right decision? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I feel like if I would go back and make the decision again, knowing what I know now, I would still um, choose Bowerman just because I've had just like a really good experience being able to like transition into the professional world. I felt like it was very smooth. It felt like it was just kind of like an extension of college in a way, because having a team and stuff just like, I feel like really helps with that transition because you can like learn from all the people that have already been on the team and then you already kind of have like this just like set program and set um way of doing things that works so you just kind of fold right in yeah and okay I've had like a bunch of people from Bowerman obviously on this podcast and every single one of them have mentioned that you had like a very smooth transition in terms of the workouts like from college to pro running like you did the best job of of transitioning over that because everyone else seems to be getting wrecked, you know, when they join Bowerman, but everyone said that you had a smooth transition. Do you feel like it was smooth <laughs> on your end or do you just think you well, played it off? I, well? I like that people think that, um, but multiple people have yeah, said it. Grant, I, I think Grant said it. I'm pretty <laughs> sure Grant said it in the last episode. I think Elise said it too. I don't, I need to go back and look, but yeah, I feel like a lot of people though, it's like, it's like the first year is really tough because you're just like you're just kind of in the grind I mean Jerry has called it boot camp before like first year boot camp (laughs) and it's just like I don't know I think like I kind of went through it a lot in the winter of my first year um where it's just kind of like you get sucked into like doing what everyone else is doing and you kind of just like burn yourself into the ground a bit and then um luckily I got out of that pretty fast because I think I was starting to realize I was just so exhausted after like doing all these doubles like because it was my first camp like first training camp and I was like living with all the other girls on the team and like anytime like they would go out and double I'd be like oh I, I could probably run too and like I was living with these girls with high mileage like 10k 5k girls and they've been on the team for a while and I, I was so beat up after that camp like I was so excited going into like I think it was U.S. Cross and then we did a 5k after that and we like go into this like 5k and I'm like oh my gosh I'm so fit right now I'm gonna like destroy my time <laughs> I was like I'm like I think I ran like 15 I don't know I think I ran like 17 to 15 seconds slower than like my personal best 5k in college and it was so beating. <laughs> and I felt like I had no kick it felt awful and hmm. And I was just like, okay. And everyone's like, oh, we're just in the base phase though. And I'm like, what the heck does that mean? Like, what does that mean? I feel like I was always ready to like in sharp in college. I'm like, why, what is this base phase? And then finally in the summer, when we started to actually sharpen up and like have that turnover, I was like, okay, I think I understand what base phase is, but yeah, now I've just come to realize it's just a time where you just never feel good, but you have to run like <laughs> those times. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that yeah. is the difference between college. I mean, I'm not a pro runner, clearly, but um, college, yeah, like you said, you just kind of always feel good most of the time. I mean, you have summer that's like two months, maybe, of like yeah. extremely mediocre base work, but then the rest of the year is just kind of tuning up and making you feel good because you race so often, but then yeah. it's, it's just like so different because like- constantly peaking and like <laughs> tapering and you have these championship races and no for like pro life is just like oh let's see how hard we can work while being exhausted and your legs are like fried which one do you prefer do you like like having long periods of time between racing or do you prefer racing more often definitely prefer racing more often but um for like this lifestyle for like continuing my career I think I need to like definitely like not race as much as I did in college because that would just be exhausting but um I do enjoy I'm starting to enjoy more of the, like fall base phase for like professional life because it's like you do like you race so much in the summer that it's like kind of nice to like just wind down in the fall and go back to the basics 
Yeah. I just feel like that's really stressful though. Cause then it puts so much pressure on the races that you do run that it's like, better be good. I guess, <laughs> yeah, how, do you, yeah. like, how do you deal with that? Like if you feel ready to race constantly, but then, I mean, Jerry just doesn't like to race people that often. I feel like, yeah. how do you kind of like, I don't know, keep your confidence going and then not be insanely nervous when you get to the starting line, when you like have to run a U.S. qualifier, like world qualifier. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think that was like the most nerve wracking thing in my first year. Cause I was just like, I feel like I need, like, I just kept telling Jerry, I was like, I race into shape. Like, that's how like I do, like, I need more races. Like this is practice isn't good enough. And then slowly I've started to realize that some of the practices are actually harder than races. And that like, when I'm like, have that conversation about like our next race or like what we're targeting and he like, like Jerry, like tells me like, okay, like, I think you're really ready for this. Like I have just full confidence. And I'm like, okay, like, I guess it's time to like pop off in this because like the training has, like, it's always hard for me to like see the training translate, especially at the altitude. Um, but he's like, so good at like reading that and knowing like when you're like ready or knowing when you're like fit for this. So I think just having that confidence in, um, what he says and like, um, knowing like, my body and knowing that I come off altitude really well. I think that in itself is like enough of a confidence boost for me. Yeah. Is there anything that Jerry's done, like holding you back or putting you in a race where you, you really didn't think it was the right decision, but then it ended up like being good. Yes. Many times. And I think it's also frustrating. Cause like, there's times where like, I will fight for something and be like, I think this is like the better decision. And then like fall on my face with it. And I'm mm. like, Oh, well, I guess he was right there <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so I'm starting to learn though, like more of like what is best for my training and um, what's best for like to compete at like the US level and then the world stage too. Cause I think it's like, it goes way more into like depth than what I think I originally, when I joined the team, it was kind of like, I was just thinking very short-term and he thinks very long-term. So I think it's important to like remember that and to put that into perspective too. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's hard. I mean, from inward perspective to think about something four years in advance, when you're yeah, in the moment, it's like, you want to like focus about the end of the season when you're at the beginning of the season, I'm like, Oh, I think it'd be fun to run this and this and this. And then it's like, Oh yeah, I guess we are training for like USA's and we're training for world. So it's like, that should probably be the focus. Yeah. Okay. So you, I think the last time you were on, it was before the Olympics. I'm pretty sure. So you ran at the Olympics, solid Olympic debut. Um, take us through like after the post Olympic, I don't know how, how you were feeling, how everything went. And then you obviously had a little injury. So take us through that too. Yeah. I think my post Olympics wasn't super glamorous. Um, <laughs> like I mean everyone says you kind of like get into this like lull after like yeah I was like is anyone's post-olympics glamorous I don't I feel like no one's is unless you like go pop off some insane race like look like it they're on like this tour and they're like doing all these things but meeting the president and going yeah like all it looks glamorous um but yeah just coming off like such a big high and like something that I've trained for for so long you kind of just are just like oh like what's next it just kind of like hits you Um, but also dealing with an injury and like just coming off the Olympics, knowing that like my like Achilles wasn't right. And we kind of had to like step back and ideally, ideally I would want to race after the Olympics to just kind of like, um, like practice, like that, like level of racing and just to like showcase the fitness that you work so hard throughout the whole year for. And I was just in so much pain that we just shut the season down and it was like, I think like maybe two to three weeks of like no running. And it was like, I was still in a lot of pain, if not worse than like original, like when we stopped. And so that's when I made the decision of just like, okay, we have to like make like a big call here. I don't think like just time off is going to work. Like we need to do something like, so that's when we like sent like MRIs to surgeons and like got opinions from people. And I just had at least like, just like at least one surgeon saying like, yeah, you need to like this surgery and explained like why I needed it. And I was just like, okay, I'm like, we need to do this. Like, even if like 
I can't come back this year. Like if I'm going to be able to be pain-free running again, I think that's worth it. So yeah, honestly, I'm I'm like, I'm very impressed that you even made it through the season with how you were like Achilles stuff just sucks. But then seeing you like just coming home from practice and then immediately like tending to your Achilles, I was like, I don't even know how you're running through this dude. And then making it to the Olympics, like with all that happening. And then yeah, because you would see, you would say that it wouldn't get better with time off, which is interesting to me because you would think like Achilles gets better with time off, but then it got worse. So what what was the diagnosis? Like what? Happened? Yeah, so it was like I had a bursa, like like in that area, but I also had Haglands too. But the bursa I think formed from the Haglands, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what is a bursa. It was bad because like, like in so yeah, it's like a sack of like kind of like fluid and just like basically which sounds so gross mm, sack of fluid in your ankle ew 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 eating my lunch right now wait so and then and the haglands is like a bone right yeah so it's like a bone spur that was basically the surgeon was describing a bone spur that was rubbing on my achilles causing it to fray and that's when i was like oh boy like i gotta get this removed like that just knowing like I mean what are you gonna do time off a bone spur is not gonna go away yeah you know like we need to get this surgically removed and it's been like I can't believe I was running through what I was because it was just like I would get up in the morning and like wobble because like my Achilles were just so tight and then like I felt like it warmed up on runs but never like truly warmed up it was just like I think it just got manageable and yeah. I mean, you saw me wobbling around the house. It's just like, I also was wearing these shoes that I cut out the back of them and like, I would wear them everywhere. And I was like, this is normal. Like, yeah, this is what I have to do to run. Well, I feel like almost at that point, it's like, if, if it's not getting better and it hasn't gotten better and you feel it all the time, it's just your new normal. Like, it's like, you kind of just adjust yeah, to what it feels like. New normal. It's so yeah. bad. <laughs> With the shoes, the shoes cut out in the back. I can't. The shoes are so bad. <laughs> and, so then, and so I, then what do they do? They just like shave down your, your <laughs> what do they do? Yeah. They shave down the bone. They removed the bursa. And then I was lucky that the tendon, like since some people run through this for like a really long time and the tendon can get really like frayed and torn. And that's like something that takes a really long time to recover from. But I was fortunate enough that like we got the surgery pretty early. I mean, I, I still don't think it was early. I was running through it for like yeah, a year I mean, and a half. So like yeah, a long literally long time. Yeah. And they said that the tendon wasn't too bad. So all they had to do was like clean it up a little bit and um, yeah. And then back to walking and running and, and you got the surgery and then you were you were in like wait did you get on both feet or just one just one so I actually got an MRI from both because I was convinced that I needed to have like surgery on both feet and <laughs> you're like no. just do both I like, so I don't have to do it I mean yeah like you're just like just whatever if I'm going under like might as well do both and they actually looked at the other one and it wasn't surgical so that was like something that was kind of scary to me too, because I was like, well, I feel like it's painful on the other side, but the way the, um, like doctors described was like, apparently my right side was so bad that I was using my left side a ton, <laughs> like basically like overusing the left side. And that was like, what was painful for me. And I didn't really believe that was the case. I kind of thought I was going to get healthy, you know, go back to running and then be like, okay, well, we got to go back into surgery and get the left one done. Um, but I've been very fortunate coming back that the left one has been amazing. And like what they said was right about, like, it really wasn't surgical. And now we've been just doing so much like strength work and like preventative stuff. Cause we know exactly like what's going on with my feet that I'm like basically on this huge, like calf loading program. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Someday I will get calf muscles. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's like mangles to just get ripped calves now. (laughs) So wait, can the the bone thing like come back? Like, can it just grow back? I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, so that was actually something that I feel like kind of scared me as well. But um, like I had a ton of confidence too, because I had the same surgeon that uh, Sean McGordy went to as well. And 
he got the surgery way back in college and then had to get it on his other side this past year. And like the surgeon, like they looked, took an MRI of the other side and it was like doing really well. Like he had no pain on that side, nothing like even showed like it was remotely coming back. And so that was a big sign to me. Cause I'm like, okay, so he's had like four years under Jerry plus a college year I'm like and it still hasn't come back I'm like even if that's all I get I'm like it's worth it and like well just, just give me five years <laughs> no I really yeah, are running so like now, just the things that you do for running is just insane <laughs> it it really is and it just shows that we're all just a little crazy sometimes <laughs> but, I mean it makes sense especially for you you know if you're going to the Olympics yeah. it's like give me five more years please <laughs> yeah did you have to like cross? I mean, I'm sure you were cross training and stuff, but you were in a boot. So then were you like Vanessa? Cause I will just always remember that video of Vanessa, just like absolutely getting after on the bike with the double boots on. Was that yeah, you? Vanessa was like comeback queen with Paglins, like two boots on and biking. I tried biking with one boot and I couldn't do it. Like I was literally biked for like 20 minutes and I was just like going so stir crazy at that point. Cause like I had like two weeks of like non-weight bearing. And that was when I was cleared to like maybe get on a bike or something, but it was just too hard for me. So I took another week. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like my comeback was kind of slow and it was definitely very concerning for Jerry and Shalane because it was just like, (laughs) I do, I'm not good at cross training. So my like fitness, like even when I was like out of the boot and like on the spin bike, it was just like, I felt like I was working really hard, but like Shalane even said, she was like, there's days that I swear there wasn't even a drop of sweat and you're on the bike. And I was like, like, I was working so hard. I swear. Well, it's hard if you're not like good at cross training to get the same effect of running. Like if you don't, if you don't, I don't know, I I get it from like that point of view where you feel like you're working hard, but then maybe you're not getting the same workout at all, but it's still hard. And then it's like, you add the mental element of it all too. And then it makes it even more dramatic. So I get it. Oh yeah. And it was like the most time I've took off running in so long. So just like when I got finally back to like doing some short runs, it was just like, Ooh, (laughs) either like, (laughs) I'm like out of shape. Things just feel weird. Like it was just like, I felt very awkward. felt like like a baby deer trying to take it like steps again. So. so what was Jerry saying throughout this process? Like, was he being supportive or was he being like, you know, when people get injured, it's like, you kind of just don't get as much attention placed on you. Was he kind of yeah. just like letting you do your own thing? Or was he like, you know, hyper aware of what was going on with you? It's like funny now, but in the moment, I feel like I was just like, what the heck? But he was definitely like being just like really on me about like, how close the 10k was and like how it got moved up ah, and, like, oh I don't like, like that that's a terrible vibe it's like no, okay it yeah, like I didn't terrifying. know he was like by the way like we got like two months or like by the way we got like a month and I was like ah I know what can, and, like what can you do about it at that point it's like would he say that when you were like biking or was it when you were starting to run again um more when I was starting to like work out and run again. I think it was just because the the workouts were just like, it was definitely like, okay, the first couple workouts were rough. And yeah. it was like, I even, the way like Shalane described it, she said that it looked like I had like triangles as feet. Like I was just like, like, like my feet were not like off the ground. Like it was just like, they would just stay there and then lift up triangles as feet. I'm just imagining someone with triangle shoes on. Yeah. So I just feel like, but every, the best part about it was like every week was just like drastically better. It was like, okay, this week is like my feet, like are like, you know, really slow coming off the ground. Like I can barely run a 200 in like 40 and (laughs) like I'm gassed from every easy run but then like the next week it was like okay like I'm doing like some more strides I'm looking a tiny bit more poppy and like I can now do like a 400 at the pace that I was able to do 200 and it was just like things like that made it just like so much more manageable like every week just having like those tiny little progressions and like seeing like the little like glimmer of like hope (laughs) I'm like okay we're getting somewhere and um then like once it all started to back like 
click again. And like, I was running pain-free again. It was just like, I felt like basically on like a new level. I was just like, okay, like this feels like better than last year. And I feel like I can actually run these workouts without like thinking about like being in pain or thinking about the Achilles, which that is just something that is huge for distance running is like when you're not thinking about like outside, like running is just so mental already. You don't need something else to be like on your mind while you're like trying to go to these like next levels of hurt in workouts. Yeah. I can't even imagine like being at your level and then just constantly thinking about your Achilles like that. It really does take away so much like of your confidence of just how everything yeah. feels like everything just feels bad. So it's like, there's just a layer of bad. That's kind of a cloud of bad over you during every workout. So now it's probably oh, yeah. like those workouts when you're pain-free are probably just revolutionary. Like you said, it's like you're, you feel better than you did last year just because you don't have that thing weighing you down constantly. Yeah. That probably just just feels amazing and made everything worth it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've been like so happy with how like training's been going and how just like running pain-free again. (laughs) I'm like, I just feel like I can reach new levels again without like being just like so held back by it. Yeah. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. How did you handle it like mentally throughout the whole thing? Were you fine or were you just kind of like stressed out? And I mean, it doesn't seem like, I mean, Jerry probably helped you through the process, but the, I can't get over the 10 K thing. Like the 10 K is coming in hard. It's like, what else can I do? I'm running. Yeah. It was like a joke that like started funny. And then it was like, okay, this is actually really not funny. Like, was I'm he running. like helping you? Was he like, you can do it? Or was it more just like, you better do it. <laughs> it was more just like awareness I guess like I don't I don't know you forgot from the day before (laughs) I don't know but then after the like finally after the tank I was like "Hmm." like it was kind of like I told you so like I'd be ready (laughs) like yeah so yeah that probably felt good yeah so that part yeah for sure but it was mentally definitely hard because it was just my first like big like setback and just like starting from like felt like step one like all over again you just kind of like especially because I was trying to get back into shape at altitude and that is just like oh that (laughs) sounds so bad I actually think it was just such a humbling experience because (laughs) my team was like popping off this winter like I mean you saw like the 5k the 10k like and I'm over here just like doing my little 200s and getting gassed 200s (laughs) at 40 and you're like yeah yeah, watching them do like these like next level workouts that I'm like man I hope someday I can do those (laughs) but (laughs) stop you're like the rest of us just being like how are they doing that and you are too just like sitting there like how are they doing that (laughs) I really was like this this is insane like I was like watching workouts and being like oh my god (laughs) like how but yeah it's but definitely was exciting though too because it was just like okay they're in this training program they're doing really well if I can just like stick like stick with it and I'm just like gonna grind and get there hopefully too yeah I mean it seems like your comeback was pretty fast but it's also like from my perspective who I'm not you so you probably feel like it took a long time maybe but from my perspective I'm like man you're back to normal yeah I mean I'm just really happy that it's like I was able to come back for this year I think that was like my most like that was the one thing that was the most concerning for me going into surgery was like okay, well, what if this whole year is just kind of like a wipe or like, what if you just like have to sit out this whole year? And I think I just had to come to terms, like that's a possibility and to be okay with that. Um, so I think in that regards, I do feel like it was fast because I really wanted to come back for this season. When was the decision made about your first race? Well, your first race was Mount Sac, right? Yeah. So we, yeah, we got back from Flagstaff and we started to do like more, I, actually went into this I called it Jerry boot camp because they all were like doing they did the 10k and then they had like a week of rest and like then 
they like came slowly back to workouts. But like in that meantime, like while they were preparing for the 10K, while they did the 10K and while I had that week off, I'm like on my own. And Jerry is giving me like some of the hardest workouts oh. I've done. And like, I was just not in very good shape and I was just like attempting them. So I called it my boot camp, and I came out of that and I finally was like, felt more confident that I was like, okay, I feel like I'm in a good spot that I just kind of want to see like a race. Like I need to just be thrown into a race to see how it goes. Cause I felt like I was finally in like 15 flat shape, but it's just hard to like truly know that with all the time that I had to like take off and then like doing some of these workouts, it was like, it showed that I probably was, but I was just like, I, I need it for myself. Like I need that confidence of yeah. racing again. <laughs> and, um, plus I didn't want my first race back from the Olympics to like have to be like the 10 K. <laughs> so I was like really fought for race Sam at Zach. And then, um, we actually had like a tiny crew that did. And I was really happy that I was able to go there. Cause that definitely helped my confidence to be able to like, just like get in spikes again and race against a lot of people that I'd be racing against in the 10k. Yeah. And you won. Yeah. You definitely won. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was your time again? 1502. I think 1502. Yeah. I mean, that's really solid. That's why like, when I saw that, I was like, Oh, you're literally back to normal. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I finished that race and I was just like, okay, like I like that just got me so much more confidence going into the 10k because I just wasn't really positive where I was at and then being able to like run that and actually like I mean we had like a pretty slow like first couple laps too so like we really wound it down at the end and so that gave me a lot of confidence too because it's like you can like run like 1502 but if it's just like you know like evenly paced and like perfect it's like way different than the results of a race I was like slower and then like you like round it down at the end yeah so why was the 10k because the 10k was at pre right to qualify the 10k for americans to qualify to worlds was at pre-classic yes so they had it early this year out of all year they've never moved it like well that's why i was confused i was like i was very confused from an bystander point of view and i'm like i'm not really that in tune at the moment with the running worlds i'm like what is going on yeah. And so they moved it. I think it was like three, four weeks early because they, and like, it actually was like a good, I'm happy that they moved it because it would have been hard to do the 10 K five K double at USA's now, and then turn around in like three weeks time and do it again at worlds. I think they just realized that like, they were going to get their best athletes in the 10 K at worlds if they didn't have like a hard 10k that they were running three weeks prior to running worlds so it was nice because it was like okay everyone else in the world like has their 10k trials like or earlier and why would we like hurt ourselves more by having it like even later and try to like come back from that so I was happy now that it's done but in the moment I was just like out of all years that this like USA is like four weeks. I was like, I need every week I can get. Like, yeah. And then like we found out like, cause I think originally it was going to be the week even earlier than it was. And then they moved it back a week. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. One more week. Sweet. <laughs> I mean, you ran well anyways. Ridiculous at the time, but um, yeah. it was like, I was like, I need all every week I can get. How was uh, that experience? running, running at Hayward field again. Oh yeah. Well, I was just excited going into it because I like knew from last year, like at the trials, like getting second and knowing like where I was at prior to that race, I was like just in a lot of pain. And like, I just felt like the workouts, like, were just like very okay. Like I was dropping out of a lot of workouts just cause like, I think just like mentally and physically, I just like was just kind of exhausted and going into this 10k I was like okay like I'm in such a better place than the last time and I'm just like I was just like so excited because I was like that has to showcase like I was like like regardless of like like I don't know how the race goes I was like it has to show that like my fitness and just like like mentally going to the race I was just felt like I was just like 100 times better than last year yeah so I was glad I was able to showcase that yeah I mean it panned out very well so that and I mean it's still early into the season so it's probably another big confidence booster where it's like okay because you won that race too right 
yeah so and then that was the one with the kick right with alicia yep <laughs> yeah showcasing I, your kick i will say your kick has gotten very good so it has definitely improved <laughs> i i always felt like i kind of had a kick in college but like i don't know like against like pro running is just like everyone has a kick and so i just felt like it's taken like years for me to like have confidence in that again and kind of get back to the level that I was in college because um I just like I don't know I got to this point like in professional running I was just like I gotta go from the gun (laughs) like all these people are just like (laughs) so good yeah but I think now it's like I'm finally trusting like all my strength and trusting my speed and like putting that all together in a race yeah I mean I just like like, you really like already you've already popped off this year. And then I, I wish I could have watched the Portland track festival. It was my sister's birthday. So I had to like, you know, I had to pick between the two. And so I couldn't watch your race, but I, and I didn't, I didn't see any clips of it after I just looked at the results. Cause I was looking at it while I was like out at dinner and I was like, I wonder what people are doing. You literally demolished everyone like by like four seconds in the 1500. That's a, um, so many. <laughs> yeah. I'm really happy that I was able to like get back to like my like old 1500 I haven't run the 1500 for two years and yeah, so I was like that's an interesting was, pick of event as well I was so nervous going into it because like I'm just like 10k 5k runner that hasn't run a 1500 in two years and that field and, was like pretty stacked too yeah they were all like so fast and I was like thinking about their 800s I'm like oh my god I feel like so many of them can like run sub too <laughs> and I was just like literally just kept like doing my strides. I'm like, get off the line fast. Just get off the line fast. And like, I feel like my start is just like so slow. It's just like, did yeah. <laughs> it. And like, even I feel like the coaches were just like, I was doing strides before the race and they're just like, yeah, she doesn't get the li- off the line very fast, but once she's off, she's sufficient. <laughs> so, so like before the race, I like was a little nervous because, um, Elise was in it and she actually paced me. So that helped a lot because I don't know, it's just, it's nice to like have confidence in like your pacer and just like, know that they're going to like, whatever they run, they're going to run the pace. Yeah. And so the biggest thing for me, like Jerry was just like, okay, just get off the line, get right behind Elise. And, um, we were going for like four flat and I was like, okay. And so I just got off the line, got right behind Elise. And our like first lap was like a 61. <laughs> and hey. I, I have like, no idea I was just like <laughs> I felt really fast like the first like I couldn't like I think I was like in like second or third to last in the first hundred because everyone was like so fast off the line and even Elise said that she was like I was struggling to get to the front she was like I was just like hauling just to get to the front but yeah, and you're running so, a 61 for a 1500 yeah. and so then um yeah. So I think that hurt me a little bit, but we do that all the time in practice. Elise and I are just like, not very good at like pacing ourselves in the first lab. We just kind of like go and then we settled into it. And, um, I don't know. I was like really happy, like after it was over. Cause I just like, I just didn't know where my speed was at, but I was just like, okay. Like I feel like comfortable running that, even though it was like such a fast pace in the start and then settling into it. And I wish I had more of a kick at the end. So I could have gone under four, but I was like, okay, if I'm just like in a race where people are just like pulling me along the whole time, I was like, I'm confident I can get there. So I am definitely intrigued in the 15 and I want to do another one this season, just because I feel like there's just like, it's like, just like a fun event. It's over so fast. You don't even have to think about it. It's yeah. nothing like the 10 day. So I don't know. It's just like nice to mix it up a bit. And I think it helps my 5k and 10k a lot yeah I just can't like four flat is so fast wait so okay so everyone went out in 61 I should just go watch the race probably well, everyone listening to this I was like he's like annoyed with me I'm like went I out at fast 200 and then I think it was just us that went out too fast in the okay first so then you got behind Elise and then everyone else kind of fell off for the whole race or was anyone with you guys so I think it was like the first 200 was like crazy fast and like the whole I think it was like a 29 maybe or something and then and then Elisa and I like continued that (laughs) and ran probably too fast in the first lap and then um then I was just kind of like slowly dying probably throughout the (laughs) rest yeah I was curious because like four seconds is a lot especially over like 
that good of a field. I was like, I wonder how that race went. I'm like, did Chris yeah, just sure like they, zoom and pick all six last lap? A way faster last lap than I did. But okay, I was, yeah, I was just curious. I should have watched the replay. At that point. <laughs> Stumbling it in. Hey, that's still, I was impressed from someone that didn't watch the race and seeing the four second gap. I was like, okay, Carissa, 1500 meter runner now. Go off. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pardon the little intermission here to our lovely conversation, but we are giving a big shout out to one of my favorite sponsors of the podcast, Koros. You guys know I've been rocking with my Koros Pace 2. It's a GPS premium sport watch. I'm sure you've seen a ton of other runners use them and talk about Koros because you guys, this Pace 2 watch is seriously one of the best watches I've ever used especially for someone that is looking to do track workouts and just really have a seamless experience with workouts and uploading them to Strava and different apps like Training Peaks and stuff. I've talked about it a lot in my other ad reads too, but you guys, I cannot comprehend how they make the battery life so good on this watch. I seriously don't have to charge it for probably a full week at a time, which is insane to me. Like a GPS watch usually runs at a battery really fast, but this pace too, literally holds battery like no other. I'm not even exaggerating. You guys would be shocked at how long the battery lasts on this thing. Also, the watch is just really sleek in design. It's really lightweight, so you don't even feel it really on your wrist when you're running, which is ideal. I always say the best thing about anything running-wise, like on your body, like clothes or shoes or watches, the best products are the ones that you don't really feel as you're running. So. The Coros Pace 2 definitely fits into that. They also just came out with a new color and they sent it to me and it is absolutely gorgeous. It is blue steel. It just came out, I think on the 7th of June and it is beautiful. So now I have the white and the blue steel. They gave me a sweet deal for you guys. Right now you can go to Coros.com and use code coldbrew for a free accessory with a watch purchase. So you just go add that Pace 2 to your cart and then you add the accessory like a band, a charger, or a piece of apparel to the cart before checking out and apply the code coldbrew to get that accessory for free. Remember, go to coros, C-O-R-O-S.com and use code coldbrew for that free accessory. Link is in the show notes as per usual. Coros Pace 2, best watch ever. Now let's get back into today's episode. What are, What's your goals now? Because you have USAs coming in hot, really hot. Yeah. What is that, next week? Two weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's so... Next yeah, I wanted to race the 1500 because I was like, okay, it's going to break up this like four week period of like the 10K and then USA's. And so, yeah, next week. Oh my gosh. How are you feeling? Good? Yeah, I feel good going into it. Um, it is definitely weird because I'm just like, it feels like, you know, USA's already happened. Um, yeah. But <laughs> it's just going to be like kind of like another tune up. And I feel like it'll be good practice for Worlds regardless, just because um yeah that 10k and Eugene is gonna be really hard (laughs) so like so do you get like nervous for something like USA's because it's like you're so far ahead in terms of like times of other people in this country but then it's like obviously anything can happen on the day but like what's your mentality going into USA's being so good you probably hate me (laughs) this question (laughs) definitely nerve-wracking I feel like it's actually more nerve-wracking like when you're like heavily favorited because you're just like yeah just go out and do it and yeah you're right anything can happen and um I think that is probably the most nerve-wracking part is that you just never know how a race is going to play out and um you never know how other people are going to show up on that day and so for me I just have to like trust like you know my training and like my confidence in that aspect and just run the best race for myself and hopefully, you know, it works out, (laughs) but yeah. Yeah. yeah, USA's is always really nerve wracking. I think, I think everyone would say that just cause it's just, yeah. Riding on it. Yeah. I mean, top three, it's just kind of like brutal. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, but it's also nice because you already like know that you're going to world. So this is just like the cherry on top. Yeah. It's like the cherry on top. So I was happy with that because I just kept thinking, I was like, gosh, if I make this 10K team, like going into the 5K is just going to be so like less stressful just because you're just like, I got the 10K, but like, I'll be at Worlds. I just, I really want the 5K, but yeah. Yeah. What's the goal for Worlds? Say if, okay. Say if you do make it in both events, what's the goal? Uh, 
the goal would definitely be to run both events at Worlds and um, just, I mean, I haven't really talked too much about it, but for the 10K um, and just looking back at like the Olympics, it was just like, I really want to be more competitive in the front and the 10K, 5K is really tough event and um, being, I think in the top 10 or just like being up towards the race when like moves happens that you're just like there and you're not out of the race before even like like moves are make being made so for me it's just like kind of like to be in the mix yeah and like I know the Olympics watching it was like a lot of a lot of like pushing and pulling like just weird pace changes do you think that's gonna happen again at like worlds because it's kind of like the same race I guess right same people definitely I feel like every time like racing at like a world stage like that it's just like it's so pushy it's so like like all the pace like changes like so much and we've actually been like trying to practice that a little bit because that was just something after the olympics i was just like elisa and i both just felt like it was like really shocking like it was mm-hmm. just like oh gosh like we should be able to run like that pace but it was just like feels just so different you know like obviously from a perfectly paced race versus like a world level race when they're just like you know sprint it almost feels like they're sprinting Ew, like that's the like a horrible way to run it i don't and everyone's like pushy and i had like so many spike marks like it was just like but you just have to get used to that you have to just kind of like zone out in those kind of races and that's what i'm trying to practice like especially this year is just being able to like be more comfortable in those type of races so that even if it's like a 14 you know 40s race or 1430s race it's like I don't feel like as like it's as jarring as it feels sometimes yeah ew I don't know why that ends up being like the situation that's literally a horrible way to run like a 10k or 5k just like yeah the pace changes why (laughs) I know my only like other like experience like at that like level was Doha and that was just such a different race because it was like the perfect climate and so everyone just like took the race out and it kind of just felt like a like you know like a normal like time trial-esque race and Tokyo was just like so humid so gross I was like okay so we have to run like kind of tactical right no people just are going so hard I'm like in the 10k I think I like went through my 5k in the fastest I've ever like gone through for a 10k and I just that was the most painful race I've ever ran in my life I I just my last lap was like I mean I remember Shalane saying like I was just worried that you weren't gonna like make it to the finish line because I was just like stumbling and I remember just like I was like stay on your feet and I still to this day haven't looked up to see what my last lap was (laughs) but I remember I was with like I was next like Emily Sisson and like um oh who else was it um and then I like look at the results and like they were ahead of me by like 10 plus seconds you know what <laughs> it all happened in one lap I'm like oh my <laughs> what did I run like an 80 a 90 I don't know <laughs> a 90 you're running 60 minute pace really, out there I don't know it felt awful and then I just fell to the infield when I was done and, um, <laughs> okay well very- yeah now you have that experience that won't happen <laughs> you know you're on your home turf like really nervous though because um the 10k <laughs> in Eugene as of I think it's at like 2 p.m why do they July. keep doing that to you guys I don't know <laughs> like I just like think back to the trials. I think to like, yeah. Don't worry, Eugene doesn't get hot. And I'm like, ah. Well, maybe oh, it'll no, be like because Eugene in an ice vest. Like, <laughs> stop. Eugene has been like weirdly cold, but then now I feel like it's just gonna heat up again. So I know. I'm like, please stick with this like weird cold rain. Yeah, at least for yeah. the 10k day, you can handle the 5k. Yeah, the 5K is okay in the heat, but the 10K, it's like, okay, we need cooler weather. Yeah. Wow. We've talked about running, like, I think more than we ever have in our entire lives on this. Oh my gosh. I was actually realizing that too. Like, I feel like I went on a rant about my surgery. So I feel bad. No, don't feel bad. I feel like people are interested. And honestly, I was just interested because I haven't really talked to you about the surgery stuff. So we just 
are in the group chat and I just see what's going on, you know, every once in a while people's lives, but I was curious, <laughs> but we have a couple listener questions as per usual that, I mean, they're kind of about running, but we got some other ones too. Um, is Kellen annoying? <laughs> is he right there? Um, yeah, he is. <laughs> One of our friends asked that. So just letting you know. Oh, oh. Um, depends on the time. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. Sometimes very annoying. <laughs> Madison asked that one. So there you go, yeah. Madison. She who probably doesn't listen to this podcast. When, like, like when we're running and he's shouting out different like trucks or cars. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't care. <laughs> he's like, oh, but this is my dream car. If that dream car, if my dream car didn't work out in that one, and this is my like third dream <laughs> car. And I'm just like, ah, <laughs> couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. I don't care. It's a track. And while he's one-stepping you too. Oh man, I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. How long is he with you right now? That's kind of nice to have him. Um, he's up here for a week. So he's doing a little mini altitude camp. Nice. And then all of our other friends went to Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> confused. There's a lot going Very on confused. in the friend group There's at the moment. <laughs> um, okay, oh. next, next question. Do you have a celebrity crush? Ooh, actually, yes. I feel like you know this one. Maybe. Patrick Wait, remind Mahomes. me again. <laughs> Who is it? Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah, I already knew that. Yeah, you know that one. Okay. That one's interesting. Yeah. I don't really get that one, but... I don't get why everyone thinks that's interesting. <laughs> I don't really find him attractive at all, actually. But I also am not a football fan, so... I just, yeah, I feel like he's just a cutie. I mean, anyway. he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> I know. I just like, I find myself like deep diving into like his relationship and like their family <laughs> way too much. I'm like, oh my gosh, I <laughs> need to chill. <laughs> That's everyone with their celebrity crushes though. It's like you get a little bit too into the details. You're like, why? This is a yeah. random person. Why am I even doing this? Who, who's your current celebrity crush right now? I feel like you always have. I've always got new ones going on. Yeah. Um, you've got new ones. Oh gosh. Is it not like, Timothy anymore? You know, Timothy, he's, he will always be like a staple, but there's other ones that come and go. My, my most recent one, I think is Jacob Alordi, the guy from Euphoria, the tall one, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like my good. type, like to an absolute T, like tall, dark, handsome. I'm like, okay. Jack Harlow too, but he's just like, I feel like Love Island, tall, dark, and handsome. Tall, dark, tall, dark. I can't even do an accent. I'm not even going to try. I'm not embarrassing myself in front of thousands of people right now. Um, Jack Harlow too, because he's funny, but like, you just know that he knows. Oh, that Kellen would love that. Oh, I know. He, he, I mean, Kellen already knows that I have a crush on him, but um, I just like Jack Harlow's personality. So, and Kellen literally has a crush on him, so he can't make fun. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. People wanted to know about your new hairstyle. You had a new, new braid in. Yeah. So I went away from my braid into a braid. Um, I think it was just like, I've worn it all throughout college. And then last year it was just like kind of a tough, I mean, obviously like the Olympics, everything was amazing, but it was just like a tough year. I was like, I need to like have something new. Like, yeah, I was just like, I kind of wanted just like a ponytail, but I couldn't quite go away from the braid obviously need like that style still so yeah I feel like it's been working well so far and I might continue it through this year but I'm not post going back to my normal like Schweitzer style yeah mm, <laughs> love that. Video. <laughs> <laughs> I like forgot about that video that we did I was just thinking about it <laughs> we were so awkward I feel like both of us were just like I was just like hey like I don't know it's so different well that was before we lived together and stuff so I feel like that's that's true too and that was like I don't know I feel like it was a while ago it was was so long ago now you're like pre-COVID too yeah it was just like yeah forever ago it was a different time we were children now we're adults so yeah so much more mature now yeah (laughs) so much is so much has changed you know we've really grown up so yeah um what are your favorite shoes to run in um, my favorite shoes right now are the Vomero 16s. Okay. I've yeah, never rocked with the Vomero. Back from surgery, they've been great. And I just feel like they're good. Like there's like a softer version of the structure to me. I feel like okay, more neutral. Nice. I've heard good things. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite part about being a pro runner? Ooh, favorite part. I mean, obviously 
racing. Um, but besides that, I would say probably all the clothes, <laughs> just, yeah, all the Nike stuff. That's definitely a huge perk Yeah, <laughs> and traveling that, that part's really fun too. So we, you moved into a different like little thing in Portland. How was the moving process? Again. <laughs> did you, did you get rid of any of your clothes or do you keep them all? Um, I've been good about like getting rid of stuff or giving them to like my sister or my mom or like a cousin, like, just like, I just have to like get rid of things. Cause I just get to the point where I'm just like, okay, I have like two full drawers of sports bras. Like, I don't think a person needs that. <laughs> so, person doesn't need 20 sports bras. No. And when we go up to these camps and stuff, like I'll have like, you know, like two suitcases full of clothes. And I'm like, I can survive like three months on that. And I'm like, maybe I don't need like the full closet, full like dresser and like clothes in like our storage unit area. So I've definitely tried to like limit my stuff. And then like, once I get sick of something, I'm like, okay, I need to get rid of it. So what do you, do you feel like, um, wherever you're staying at altitude camp is like your new home, or do you feel like you're at home when you're actually like in Portland? Cause you guys are like rarely home. Yeah, I definitely feel more at home when I'm in Portland, just cause it's like, that's where like my friends are. That's where my cat is. That's where like my boyfriend is my car, like all that stuff. But I do feel like at altitude, like, I mean, I have my car here, this like camp and just like I have like little things that I'm like okay starting to realize like I like need these things to make it feel like more homey or make me feel like more like independent and rather than just like it being like another like a camp like a college camp or something like you definitely need like more stuff to like <laughs> make you feel like more at home yeah I feel like having your car would make a huge difference wait are you guys yeah, that, I separate you in Park City right now we're in Park City right now okay yeah, I don't really know much about the town, but I feel like having a car anywhere would be much nicer than not having a car and being stuck in the house. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, obviously like sharing a car is fine, but after like, you just, it's just nice to have your own car and like, it's nice to like, I can like order stuff too. And then I can just like drive it back, like just fill up my car on my back rather than being like, oh gosh, how am I going to get everything in these two suitcases, which is always like a concern because you just accumulate so much stuff like while you're here, just like random things. And before you know it, you're just like, I need to get a whole nother suitcase. I'm gonna have to check another bag. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are your plans like after pro running? Do you have like any because I know you want to do it for a long time? You're gonna be, I already know that you're gonna be the person running the marathons. I can just feel it in my bones. Um, but <laughs> do you have any idea of what you would want to do after? <laughs> Uh, I actually feel like I've been getting this question like a decent amount lately. Well, it's because we're getting, getting older. older. You got to make <laughs> know. Um, not quite. Like, um, I just feel like my like I just have new like ideas every year, so I'm not like set on like what exactly like I would want to like go into after running. I think I'll probably still have to like involve running to some extent I just feel like I'm like too involved and too invested in it at this point and I'm like okay I feel like my next career kind of has to have something to do with it and that's I think that's a good thing though too because that just shows like I still like love the sport a lot that I want to still be like involved and still want to like help people out later on in life I'm really impressed with people that can go from like pro running or even like college running and just have a completely different career because I'm like didn't you dedicate uh, your entire life to this? Like, how do you have other interests? It is actually or kind skills. of crazy. Though. Or skills, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, how are you going to, like, med school now? I'm like, what? Yeah, exactly. Like, when was this part of the picture? Like, when did you yeah. even have an interest in this? I did not have time. Yeah, nice. we'll see. Well, you Stay probably tuned. have a couple more years, at least, to figure that out, so. Let's hope so. <laughs> Wait, what did you major in? Health science. Yeah. Nice. Oh, okay. so you can go to med school. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> No, that is not for me. <laughs> I definitely think like anything to do with blood. Nope. 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 <laughs> yeah, I agree. I literally had a doctor's appointment today and someone was carrying a test tube of blood somewhere. And I literally almost threw up and I was like, I could never be any sort of nurse or anything in the medical field. So yeah. Yeah. Props to them. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that <laughs> note, um, <laughs> that note. <laughs> it was random ending, but <laughs> it was-
<laughs> I'm really good at this. I'm really good at podcasting the smooth ending to the episode, but. Um, <laughs> hey, that's our ending to the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's literally the end. Well, do you have any advice to. As people plan. I literally hate Like, what? Why don't I just need to like plan, but I don't know what is going on in my head some of the time. Um, do you have any advice to your younger self? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you just made that up. Anyways, so, I mean, do you? Like, that, well, that is usually the question I ask at the end, but I probably already asked you a year ago now, so, but yeah. I guess, hmm. is there anything that you would tell yourself? Or, like, you know, pre-surgery you? Ooh. <laughs> I think just, like, definitely I mean this is like you know the basic thing I feel like that people say but just to actually like have fun with it and enjoy what you're doing because I just like you're not gonna go to that extra level in a sport or in a career if you don't like love what you're doing I think when you love what you're doing you're making those sacrifices and they don't even like feel like sacrifices because you enjoy that and you want to like progress yourself in that area so I think that's the big part. And then realizing just, yeah, consistency over time. I think that's like, was the hardest thing for me when I was younger is like, um, thinking constantly that every year has to be better. And like, you're going to PR like every year, especially in high school is just like, it's just not realistic. And that you get a lot of work in from like years that, you know, don't go as planned because you learn a lot and, maybe makes you even more determined for the following year. So yeah, I think, yeah, consistency and enjoying what you're doing. Okay. Well, this is another question on top of that. How do you enjoy what you're doing at your level? Like what makes it enjoyable for you? Cause you also have money involved, which is like a whole nother part of it that makes it more stressful. And also you're like, you know, running at the world level, but like, how do you keep it fun then? Yeah, I think it's definitely hard, especially when like money's involved and you have to think about it as a career wise. And I feel like I'm definitely fortunate to the point where like, I don't have to like really like worry about the money part as much, but Mm -hmm. I think to that extent, I've done a really good job of like, not really looking at the money part, like not really, like, I don't really know my contract that well. Like I'll just go (laughs) and do something and be like, like I'll have, like, <laughs> this is actually kind of embarrassing. My dad knows my contract really well. He'll text me and be like, did you know you got this? And I was just like, no, but that's awesome. Oh my gosh, that's kind of like, nice I, though. Like ignorance really is though, Because it helps, yeah, it just helps me literally just, yeah, not know anything, not, maybe I missed out on something really big, but I don't know. Because <laughs> like huge I, bonus that you would have sprinted a little harder down the runway to get. <laughs> the thing no is like idea. at the end of the day, I'm like, I think I gave it my all in all my races. So I'm like, I don't think like there was that extra second or there was that extra little bit. I'm like, I just hope that I'm always running for the joy of it and not for just like the money or like, this is just not the sport to run for the money. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, that too. <laughs> don't get yeah, into running if you're looking to make a ton of money because it's really <laughs> hard. But but yeah, that's not like the basis of what I was trying to say, but, um, the main point just being like, still just enjoying it and not like worrying about that kind of stuff. Because when I look back on my career, I think I'm not going to like, think about like how much money I made this year or that year. It's just going to be like, oh, that year, like I ran this time or I ran American record or like that. Those are the kind of things you can't take away. And I feel like I'm just so lucky to the point where like I'm even just running and don't have to do another job like I'm just like that part in itself like just feels like a dream to me yeah I love that honestly that's like a really good place to be in though where you're not even thinking about I guess I mean it's a career but yeah you're just doing what you love to do and it is what it is I think when you do that like it's gonna pay off so that's just kind of been my thought process on it yeah well it's worked out well so far so can't wait to see you running the marathon and beyond. Oh yeah. For 10 more years. <laughs> Ooh, I definitely like when I started pro running, I was just like, oh, I'll move to the marathon at like probably like 26, 27. And now I'm just like, oh my God, I'm 25. No way. Yeah, like, <laughs> like what? 26 is coming in hot. 
yeah no no no. so we'll see I think every year that looks a little more daunting but um I think yeah I'm definitely that. intrigued into road racing so maybe that would be like my like segue into it just like yeah I feel like you haven't really done have you really done any road racing or no no yeah I've mostly stuck to the track um but I'm intrigued and oh yeah I'm gonna see you on the roads. I feel like you would do well I want to see you grit it out on the roads <laughs> hopefully I feel like sometimes like the translation of like the track to the road is really hard like the road is just like you know like all these marathoners they have like this like marathon strength and yeah I'm just over here like oh gosh you'll be but. fine I'm sure okay well thanks for coming on um oh wait yes. do you have anything that you want to plug me. where should people follow you um I feel like Instagram Twitter I have TikTok, which is embarrassing, but hey, no, it's not. <laughs> we gotta embrace it. You're a TikToker. Um, Strava, yeah, I feel like I'm on all the platforms. Nice. Well, it's all linked in the show notes as per usual. Um, <laughs> any last words? Anything you want to say to the podcast? <laughs> Putting you on the spot. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, not that I can think <laughs> of. <laughs> <laughs> all right well we can end it there you know this is our actual end of the episode um perfect <laughs> well to close out the episode can we get a good old peace out fellas of course peace out fellas <laughs> thank you all so much for listening to today's amazing episode with carissa always nice catching up it's been so long since i've seen her so i need to see her soon but you know this conversation was very fulfilling so i'm glad that we had her on the pod so that you guys could listen in into us catching up don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Commas Over Cold Brew Pod to be up to date on the latest episodes and submit listener questions. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It's a free way to support and it means the world to me, as you guys know. Again, thank you guys so much for listening every week. It means the world to me and I will catch you all next week. Peace out, fellas. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.